With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. How are you guys doing? Welcome. It's going to be myself. Well, it's just going to be myself for this one. Tardy won't be here for 24 hours, but don't worry. I got you guys. I got you. Still going to be knocking out the same videos. We're going to be doing live streams in between the videos. I've got maps prepped in front of me. I've got three different screens literally in front. There's so much going on currently in Ukraine uh, over the last, like I'm going to say four hours, five hours since we filmed the last video that I felt like it was time to do another one. I will say right now, just got word six minutes ago, six minutes ago, Russians are having to take a operational pause because of heavy losses. Currently, right now, they're taking, they've taken such heavy losses that they're having to take an operational pause. The updated numbers on the casualties on the Russian side is 3,500 casualties. That's, that has to do with wounded and uh, killed. Now, I don't, know, I don't know how accurate that it is because, I mean, earlier today, what was it, 3,300 or 3,400 or whatever it was? That could be the most accurate number we have. That is literally the only number I have. That's directly coming from a source on Twitter that is verified. So that's pretty much all I got. They're actually within the Ukrainian government, but I, I don't know. It also could be propaganda, but for right now, that's the number we have. 3,500 Russian troops have been killed and or injured. I'm also going to let you guys know that they, uh, as of this morning, what was it, 30, 33% uh, last night, I think is what it was, was the amount of Russian troops that have actually crossed over from Ukraine into Russia. But right now they're stating that it is roughly 50%. So you're looking at an approximate range of 65 to 80 thousand troops cross that border into Ukraine. Now I can show you guys exactly where they're coming in at. There's a lot of movement on this northern side. They've been trying to push out of the south again. They've been trying that. They had to actually take an operational pause like I said down here in the south due to heavy casualties and I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to mark it up here on the map. I've got a video I'm going to show you guys right now coming. Um, this is actually coming from Russia itself in a place called Bolograd. Um, anyway I'm going to show you guys the video and it's you, you can see what it is. And those right now are taking a turn and they're actually heading towards the front line near Kharkiv where you just said where the heaviest fighting is going on right now so as we speak here you can see the invasion that Russia is conducting of Ukrainian territory going on and and obviously moving forward as the Russians moving more heavy equipment towards Ukraine all right so you see here on this map I'm showing you guys right here it's is there's Bolagard right there Bolograd, Bolograd, whatever. And there's Kharkiv. So they're, they're actually pushing down this main MSR route you guys see right here. It says E-105. That main MSR that main MSR that's coming out of there into there is exactly where the, uh, the tanks are coming in from Russia into that northern part of Kharkiv. Now, the reason why they're doing that, and let me pull up this other map over here. So here's Kharkiv, as you guys do see right here. There it is right there. So they're coming in right through here. Now, the reason that they're coming in there, they're trying... To, for one, they need to take that city. But the two is a fact. There's a lot. They've met so much resistance there. They need to call in reinforcements. But that's not the big end goal with this. Now, you guys see this main route that comes through here? This will be the route that they're going to end up taking, coming all the way up. This is the Russians, by the way, because their end goal is this place right here. As we all know, they need to take over Kiev. They need to take it over. That is going to be a big thing for the Russian troops themselves, their mindset, the morale, everything. Because right now, uh, Zelensky is literally sitting in Kiev. He's like taunting the Russian. He's literally donned in bat, like a full helmet and a vest, 
Like literally, like I'm down here in Kiev. You guys come at me if you guys want. That's literally him right now. And it's it's a huge thing if you guys don't realize for the Ukrainians themselves to see their president out there doing that. You know what kind of a morale boost that is? That's huge. So that is entirely what I'm thinking. And I've ran this through with Tardio as well. That is that is most likely the plan of action and or could be number two here. I'm going to go ahead and back this up. Number two, say they take Kharkiv. Say they take this one up there in the north, the northeast. You know what else they could do? They can then, if they if they want, they could push half the people down, or they can come down here and try to help their 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 friends. I guess you would say that have been trying to take Mariupol. They've been trying to take it. They've been bombarding it over the last 24 hours significantly. And I'm telling you right now, that could be another case of actually they could be coming from the north to try to help them take that city. I'm going to show you guys another video right now of Russian tanks and APCs that are moving in to the area from Russia that have been filmed on. So they, the way that they move a lot of these things, if they're going a long distance, they don't drive them. They put them on trains. So I'm going to show you guys that footage right now. Now I'm going to bounce back to the map here. So I'm going to show you guys that route that I just had on here. That's the one that that's one of the likely routes. Okay. If they wanted to come down and help them. So I'm going to show you guys where we are currently sitting uh, when it comes to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm on Ukrainian side currently, clearly. And I'm going to tell you guys where they have held them off at. So right now I'm going to draw this red line, which is pretty much exactly where the Russian, I guess the Russian held territory is. That's what we're going to call it for right now. And they've had to take a pause through here. They've ran into some issues through here. So all this red area I just marked up. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of do this for you guys. All that right now is pretty much red, or excuse me, oh, it's red territory. It's literally Russian territory. Now let me jump over to the other map real quick, and I'm going to show you guys exactly where these troops have been coming through. I have actually got some, some video footage to show you. So I'm going to jack this name up. So this main route right here, you guys see P-37. This one's coming through this, this, this town that kind of looks like Tomahawk, but it's actually Tokmak or whatever. So the, the footage that I got for you guys is in this town right here called Cherry Navikia, or, or however you say it. Anyway, that is that footage that you guys are seeing currently right now. So I'm going to bring you guys back over to the map that shows you exactly what is going on in the, the Russian-held area. So you guys see this town up here, Zaporizhia, anyway, this one. They have not been able to get through that. They've met heavy resistance there, which is good. They're going to have a significantly tough time getting across this water just because of the defensive positions Russia has, or excuse me, is Russia, Russia is running into by the Ukrainians. So what we were talking about earlier was the tanks that are going to be possibly coming through if they get through Kharkiv, right through here, the ones that are coming out of Russia, the ones that come down here, say they come down this route, they come all the way down. I'm just going to kind of draw it. They meet. That is the secondary option. That could also be the, the first, first one. I have no idea. But I'm giving you guys two options that I believe the Russians are going to do when they get these tanks through to try to clear white space and to regain some ground. They really need Maripool. They really do. This is what they've been going after. But right now, like I said, they have to take a significant pause because of the amount of casualty they've taken. Now, on some other news, Germany is actually sending 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 Stinger surface-to-air missiles to Ukraine, and as well as the Dutch. They're sending 50 anti-tank weapons and 400 rockets along with 200 more Stingers. Uh, did you guys also know that most of the signs that are actually no north of Kiev, the ones that are actually coming down, so I'm going to let's bounce back over to this map over here. So here's Kiev again. You guys see the routes that the, a lot of these guys have been taking as well. They're trying to come through here, but... 
If you guys did not know this, which is kind of funny, most of the signs that have been around this area have been taken down, taken down by the civilians and or changed to try to confuse the Russian troops coming in. I thought that was kind of funny, and I think it's, it's pretty pretty good as well. Imagine getting really super confused and you have no idea. You're trying to look at a map, and there's no signs anywhere. Yeah, that's going to be a little difficult. So now we're going to jump back over to the Google Maps so we can zoom in a little bit here for you guys. So we know that these areas... Um, down here in these south, well, I'm, these two areas right here, I'm showing Donetsk and, and Luhansk. They're both controlled currently by Russian. So there was actually just a convoy, a Ukrainian military uh, just destroyed a Russian military convoy that was coming through Severodonetsk, or this one right here, this place right here. Let's go ahead and zoom on in. This one right there. So I'm going to bounce this back over here. So that's kind of a big deal when you're looking at it because you have MSL routes that are coming out going north out of these two controlled areas right here. So they're going to be coming out of this route right here, and they're going to be making their way up to help them up here. I mean, there's there's a lot going on, and they're, they're meeting stiff, stiff, stiff resistance. And that, I'm telling you guys, when it comes to fighting in a war, I've done it a couple times myself, morale is a massive thing. And the Russians are absolutely getting their, their butts kicked when they leave their areas. When they have these little tiny controlled areas, we know that they've had these areas and they've had them since the beginning. Yeah, they've cleared a little bit more white space down in the south, but they're having to bring in major reinforcements. You know what's another big thing? They're running out of food and water. You know how many things I am finding on the internet over the fact that they don't have enough food and ammunition and fuel? Like, this is the, this is the same thing that happened back in World War II. They had enough supplies for like two or three days. It's the same deal. They, they, they forgot the one of the most basic things in life that these soldiers are going to need to actually achieve their mission. Food, water, ammunition, bullets, like that's all they're going to need. And they didn't even give them that. That's why you have so many so many uh, Russian troops right now that are cut off inside of Kiev, like we were speaking about this morning. All those little tiny groups of SF guys. Yeah, I get it. They're SF guys. They've done, they've done a lot of stuff. But that doesn't – they could steal food. But to get ammunition and more stuff like that, they're literally going to have to kill Ukrainians. Thank God they're using the same type of weapons. You take their ammunition and keep moving forward because they're cut off from the rest. So – there's a lot going on up here in Kiev. So those Chechen fighters we spoke about yesterday and this morning, they have finally made their way into Ukraine. Shocker. They've actually taken over a National Guard base in Hostomel, which I'm actually going to show you guys exactly where that's at on the old Google Maps here. So I'm going to zoom in. So we got Hostomel right there, this place, just north, what is that, northwest of Kiev itself. So most of the Russian forces, by the way, are still about 18 miles outside of Kiev. They're still, they're having to regroup. They haven't made it in there, but they sent in the Chechen fighters like we have, we were speaking about earlier to go in there, pick prod and, and, and kind of cause some, some issues. But I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys a video from that right now. Mm. So I just slid the map all the way down from Kiev back down south. Just want to tell you guys right now, the burning Dan, this place right here, this little point that comes out here, the airfield has actually been captured by advancing Russian troops, but that kind of makes a little bit of sense if we bounce over here to the map that I showed you guys earlier. This one right here. So if I zoom in, so this, this outer red line that I was talking about right there, they have actually captured the airfield, which is, matter of fact, I think it's about right here, somewhere on this outer edge right there. They captured that airfield, which 
it's kind of it, it is kind of a big deal, but it's not a major deal because they're not going to get a ton of supplies in like that. What they really need is the port, and they need me this ground invasion. Uh, excuse me, this maritime invasion that they're going to do the amphibious assault that's going to be coming around at some point. It should be. They've been beating the absolute piss out of Maripol. That when that lands, that's going to be a big deal because then they can actually push their forces north. They they they're really just kind of going after the eastern side of Ukraine right now. They haven't been able to get any of these kind of areas, but I had to let you guys know that is one thing that actually has happened. And we're going to actually zoom back over to the map over here on the uh, Google side. I guess you Google Earth. Uh, this town right here, Ruby Zini, right there. The Ukraine's actually just foiled uh, infiltration attempt inside of that town as well. So they are running into a little bit more heavy counter operations, I guess, from the Ukrainian military inside of that area, just north of Luhansk and Donetsk, right there, leading back into Kharkiv. Excuse me. Oh, my God. All these names, by the way, I'm going to throw it out there. I, I, don't, I don't speak any of this. Language, so like Reading these names on the map has been just an absolute mind just it's been kind of jack with me because it's like, which one am I talking about? And they all sound the Eve and Z's and Yays. And anyway, so to give you guys the final thing, I'm going to go ahead and clear this entire map right here. So now that I got this map cleared, I'm going to end this video with giving you guys an exactly where we sit currently inside of Ukraine with Russian forces. So I'm going to take this red marker. Here we go. This is all controlled all the way through here. There, that's a little better. All right. So that's all controlled all the way through there. They have an amphibious coming this way at some point. They should be. They're being pounding Maripool from there. They haven't been able. So right now, I'm going to turn it to blue because this is the defensive positions. They have not, or excuse me, Russia has not been able to get past these blue lines that I am putting right there because Ukraine has significant defenses. Clearly as well on this eastern flank as well on this eastern side. They hit heavy resistance up here in Sirvindinosis anyway right here. So they haven't been able to get pushed through. Uh, as well as Kharkiv up in this area. This also, I'm going to put red on here. This is where the staging is over there in Russia where they're bringing tanks. They're coming out and going into Kharkiv down this route, this main route. Now, with that being said, there's two different options. Like I said, they're either going to come down and help the people right here, or they're going to go down this way, like I said, and help them there if they can break through this line over there on the eastern, eastern side. Or, even better, who knows? I have no idea. They're going to go north. There's three different routes right now that I could possibly see. They also have tanks coming in still through this side trying to get into Kiev. They've take, taken a, 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 a temporary pause due to uh, casualties like I told you guys earlier. But right now that is currently, they have Russians have not taken a significant amount of, of land or they haven't cleared a lot of white space there in Russia. But when I find out more, which will be later on because they're getting into the nighttime, that is literally when most of the fighting is going to take place because, as we do know, Russia has significant, well, they had significant uh, advantages at night, but I don't know if that's the case right now because they're just they're getting absolutely pummeled. Anyway, I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me over here, and I will see you guys later on this evening with another, with another episode. Thanks for hanging out.